0: Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and today I'm thrilled to be talking about the series Death and Other Details with cast members Lauren Patton and Violet Bean. Um, And Violet, starting with you, um, I mean, the scripts give you so many elements of your character's backstory by continuously giving us more windows into her childhood throughout the the series. And I was interested in kind of the gift that that gave you in developing a character, because obviously there's times where you have to fully create that from your imagination. But when you have some of it on the page, how does that change the way that you're able to develop a character?
1: I mean, it absolutely helps for sure. Also, we were in such a privileged position where we got to read all the scripts or at least understand where our characters were going for the entire season, Um, which is really smart when you're doing a murder mystery, but also smart in general, just for acting purposes and for building out characters and making sure that a choice you choose doesn't, you know, then contradict later on in the season. Um, so that was, that was really a privilege in and of its own, but I think, yeah, I think really helpful to kind of know what, what's going to happen and how you can get there. And you you see a lot more of it with Imogen, obviously, than a lot of the other characters. But I do think that, you know, those backstories start to flesh out
0: as the season goes on. I love that. You know, and, and Lauren, kind of similarly, you have your family relationship and dynamics so much in the foreground of the narrative. And you get to literally play off of that on screen episode by episode. Um, and because it feels like it informs so much of who she is, similarly, how did that really help you with shaping her?
2: Yeah, I think the character is really, um, the family is her priority. Um, and she sort of acts as the glue for her family and is always trying to keep all of them together in their chaos. And um, so I think really, it, it was special to be able to have so many scenes with the different family members and that they're always there. And um, getting to work with really brilliant actors who were bringing beautiful, surprising, exciting things to each of the characters. It, it made my job easy in a lot of ways to develop those relationships. Like you were saying, I didn't have to kind of create it by myself before Mm -hmm. coming to set. I got to come to set and be really present with what they were bringing. And I feel like um, because of that, we were able to sort of build in this sense of history of this long family history um, with a complicated family, like the Colliers. Um, So it was really fun to always be doing scenes with so many family members for the Mm -hmm. character. Yeah.
0: I love that you know and, and especially that detail of the fact that you guys had scripts throughout the season up front um but I love that Heidi and Mike the showrunners basically went to every single cast may- member and kind of like talked them through their entire arc at the beginning so you all knew your individual arcs but nobody knew any of the other characters journeys and where they were going which cre- um, I've heard like created a very natural suspicion amongst everybody and I was interested in actually how that gave you something really great to play off of throughout the season because just in the way that you're all watching and observing each other you're then doing it in real time because you are literally watching the other character actor's performance and trying to figure out you know what's their intention what are the secrets what are they hiding yeah
2: yeah I feel I feel like that almost is more in some ways relevant for you because I feel like playing a character who isn't one of the detectives almost more the focus is like everybody has a lot to hide on Mm the ship and in some ways you're more I feel like all of the characters are in a a lot of ways focused on saving their own ass <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and exactly. protecting what they have to protect so I felt like that was more where my vibe was yeah but I feel like for you well I mean there, yeah there was like this exact moment where it, just
1: what you're saying happened is like I think it's an episode two when uh Imogen passes Anna the little note mm-hmm. and we're hugging and I'm quite literally looking at every single cast member and they're all dealing with the fact that now they have to be like interviewed and interrogated. So they're all like, they have all their little, like, you know, ticks and, ticks things. and yeah. things that are like the, all the nerves are happening inside of them. And I'm, I'm scripted watching them, but I'm also just like, Oh, I'm seeing all this. There's also mm-hmm. so many scenes that we don't, that we don't have with everybody that yeah. is happening, which is really fun because you get to follow these characters down their own arcs, but we don't see it in right. the, when we're not, because we're not acting with them. And so it was a whole nother journey watching all of the episodes yeah. and then being like, oh, interesting. Like, that's where you went with that. Or that's how you like, yes. how you have that secret happening. It was, that's been really fun to see. Yeah.
0: yeah. It made it very fun to watch once Yeah, coming out. I mean, mean, in Violet. I also love the way that we kind of get to see the evolution of Imogen in terms of like how she watches things and how she looks for clues differently. Obviously she has, you know, Rufus there kind of giving her different guide points, but, um, spoiler for for this week's episode with there being another person who has shown up there's another body on the on the ship at this point but i loved that scene for you because we kind of just see her like really slow down and just being very still just really observing everyone in a very different way to the pilot episode um and so how have you wanted to kind of build that growth in her and how she's kind of looking for clues differently throughout
1: you know i think it's a combination of things i think one of the one of the biggest sides of Imogen, and I think one of the most relatable ones is that she went through such an insane trauma as a child. And something that that does does to a kid is is sort of builds these natural walls and like, doesn't let people in and doesn't and also isn't affected by things. So I think two of her strengths are, that if somebody's telling her something, she doesn't fall for emotionally what they're saying. She can see through it because there's this emotional wall. So you're not getting in in that regard. You're not going to be vulnerable with her. And then she's just going to believe everything you're saying. And secondly, she saw her mom die. So like seeing another person on the ship die isn't like, isn't that scary, bizarre or sad for her. You know, it's like, well, yeah, people die. <laughs> so I think that both of those things combined give her a strength that as a detec- as a detective that like you wouldn't think she would be good at, but because of those, she is.
0: Yeah. And I also feel like Anna has kind of her own walls up as well and kind of like a self-protectiveness in a very different way. And so how did you figure out what her defense mechanisms were going to be?
2: I think that Anna is somebody who is used to operating alone a lot. Like, I don't think she totally knows how to rely on people because I don't think she had that. I don't think it was that type of family. Um, And I think in some ways, the person that she's relied on the most is Imogen. Mm. And then in a different way, her wife, Layla. But I feel like it's always like she allows parts of herself to rely on people, but never entirely. And I think that she's a person who feels very comfortable if she's in control. And so I feel like the whole show, especially up until this point, you're really seeing her um, not want to acknowledge if things are actually really wrong. And as things start to go horribly wrong <laughs> in her life, I think it gets to an overwhelming point where you sort of see her break at the beginning of episode six. Um, but a lot, particularly in the first half of the season, she sort of repeats constantly throughout the show, it's fine, everything's fine. It's just this thing that she's always saying. And I think that that's sort of what her defense mechanism is. is almost to not acknowledge if things aren't okay because then it makes her feel like she's not in control of it. Avoidance, yeah. babe. Yeah, let's go. avoidance. Who the top, out there? Top, does top that? three, top three <laughs> defense
0: mechanism. <laughs> yeah, and and with Imogen as well. I mean, you were talking about the walls that she has up, but it's so real that we get to see them come up and come down. You know, it's kind of a fluid motion. I'm starting to trust this person. I'm going to let them in a little bit, but then if I feel like they have said something that isn't truthful, then immediately that wall just comes straight back up. Um, and so what was the experience of kind of finding that ebb and flow of it for her? I mean, you see that in this, in this episode that yeah.
1: you're, yeah. That you're talking about. Um, she kind of, you know, she lets somebody in, in a very real way. Um, and it isn't just, I don't know. It isn't just like a sexual exploration. It's like, mm-hmm. Oh, I actually, my heart is, is open a little bit. And I'm sharing things with you that I've never shared with anybody else. And then, you know, people are, people are shit. Yeah. <laughs> people make mistakes. People do things. And um. And I think the exploration for me is, is, well, on a personal level, I know exactly what that feels like. You know, I know what it is to have your heart broken and then be like, well, never doing that again. And then ideally you get to a place where you're like, well, if I want how good a love can feel or a friendship or whatever it is, if I want that thing, then I can't keep avoiding it. I can't keep putting walls up. I'm going to get hurt, but also, Hey, look, I'm still alive you know, and I've grown from that. And we we do see that with Imogen
2: and we'll see it uh, a couple more times. <laughs> is I there just, is, is there, sorry. No, no. I just was thinking about that and, and what you're talking about with episode six too. And I think I really love that with how you played it with the type of person that Imogen is, is that she gets really, really pissed at mm. it happening. I feel like a lot of times with female characters you see them get really like teary and yeah. hurt when that happens and like I trusted you and like that type of narrative and mm-hmm. I really loved in watching the episode like that because it makes sense for Imogen that actually she would just not really want to show how hurt she is mm-hmm. but just be so livid yeah <laughs> it like yeah it was like a different because that feels also more Not necessarily more real to women in general, but definitely more real to her and also something that I see less. Yeah. Yeah. More like representation of
0: response to things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no absolutely that's one of my favorite details too it's like rather than having a measured response it's I think you should be tied to this chair and I should get to interrogate you and ask you any of the questions <laughs> yeah. I need right this moment um yeah. you know and then she kind of walks it back which is a very real way it's like just the instinctual response uh, are there other moments in the season where you kind of felt like it was that immediate kind of turning it up to 11 but then talking herself down a little bit internally
1: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like everyone does that. I feel like everyone goes uh-huh. up to twelve or thirteen um, at certain points. Yeah, um, you definitely have. You know, Anna has her breakdown yeah. um, or breakthrough. I don't know how you want to look at it, but <laughs> to <That's the> say. <same. laughs> um, but yeah, I think. I think that that is Imogen, Imogen's like response is immediate, is immediate haste and instinct and not really thinking. And that's where I think that the mentorship with Rufus's character is really helpful because as much as she doesn't believe that he knows anything at all, he does, you know, he does, he does know how to, how to breathe and to see the signs and to not like just jump to emotion. Um, And so that's something that I'm glad Imogen didn't have to begin with because, you know, hopefully multiple seasons of this show like then you get to explore that you know you get to see how a character develops and if you just start with all these awesome characteristics then there's nowhere to go (laughs) yeah
0: yeah And Lauren, you know, I love, I love the moment where we get to see Anna sitting there rehearsing a song with her brother, because it's not just because it's a wonderful opportunity to hear you sing in the show, but because it's such a great character moment and a very different side to how she presents herself to the world most of the time. Um, And so how did a scene like that give you a totally different space to play within?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it was very funny when, (laughs) when Heidi told me that we were going to do a karaoke scene. I think, It's a chance to see, at the end of episode five, I think too much has gone wrong for Anna to still feel like she can say it's fine. And so she has this all night bender where she just uh, throws it all away basically. And I think that's the tail end of that. And you sort of, I I really love also that that scene is with Jack who plays my brother Trip. And that it's this sort of childlike, even though they're on a lot of trips, (laughs) so it's not childlike in that way, but it's this childlike way of processing and just doing something kind of primal and singing badly and trashing this bar and just...
1: Yeah, also it feels like maybe,
2: like... Anna
1: wants to be that or like in a sense, like if her like unchecked or maybe checked, I don't know which version is better, but like there's this freedom that you, that you give her in
2: in that scene that feels. Where she isn't, she doesn't feel like she has to be put together and like prove a lot. Yeah. And maybe
1: happier. I mean, not that doing drugs and drinking makes (laughs) you happier.
2: Stay in school, Violet. Be but... <laughs> doing drugs and drinking makes me <laughs> happy. That's the highlight of this interview. The soundbite. Yeah. Um, no, but I, but, like, but you know, I, like yes. you're
1: like you don't have all the stress. or She doesn't have all the stress put on her yes. that like is yes. just weighing her
2: down and yes. yeah, an expectation that she puts yeah. on herself and yeah. and I think also like that is something that in the friendship with Imogen was hmm. there because I think Imogen, I remember that that's one of the ways that Heidi and Mike described the friendship to me. Yeah, early on was that you were always getting me in trouble,
0: but Mm. like in a
2: way that I liked, Yeah, that was exciting. And that I think Imogen gives Anna this sort of sense of uh, freedom and uh, uh, exhilarating like experience Mm -hmm. uh, because she's so tightly wound. And at that point in the series, our friendship is starting to fray. And it's sort of like, I'm doing it with Mm. my brother, but it's also, (laughs) I'm miserable.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, it was a very- How did they pick the song? Oh, so Heidi picked that song. Um, I think because it's sail away, which I think some you know with the ship oh, sort of yeah, vibe yeah, of that, yeah, yeah. and some of the lyrics worked for the montage. Yeah, but I know Mike and Heidi have very different um tastes in music, <laughs> and Heidi was told Mike had never heard the song before. Um, and Heidi said you cannot listen to the song. You will not listen to this song until it is in the show and you see it in the cut because I think she because knew she knew he would, he would yeah. say there's no way I want this song mm-hmm. in the show and so the first time he heard it, was it's when perfect. It was in the cut. Oh it's yeah, perfect. it's hilarious. Yeah, yes,
0: it's great.
2: But it's all <laughs> Heidi. And he approves such no. a brilliant
0: choice, <laughs> and I mean speaking of speaking of the friendship and the relationship between your characters, you know it's there's there's a sibling thing. They're kind of each other's found family to one another, but they obviously had very different upbringings and and past experiences. But I think the two of you have done such a beautiful job in capturing those aspects of just the silent language, because whenever you've known someone for that long, there's so much that goes on between the words that you say to each other that you don't even need to say out loud. Um, and so how did the two of you kind of just naturally find a lot of those silent moments and, and actions, even down to, you know, Anna knows, okay, I'm going to bring you the food that you love on the anniversary of your mom, and you're not going to want to go out, but I'm just going to sit here with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's also
1: it's just a testament to to hiring talented people because, like, so I I think so much happens naturally in what you aren't saying, and that's that's people always say it's like the sign of of you know whether you're good or not is <laughs> like can yeah. you can you stay present? And I think that we've just always just stayed present with each other and in, in yeah. those moments, and also we don't hate each other.
2: <laughs> yeah, it,
1: it also we get along. <laughs> yeah. You know, So that like that helps. I mean, there wasn't there wasn't a ton of sort of like group or like one on one, like bonding per se. Whereas like sometimes people like especially if it's a family, you like go to dinners and do all this stuff. Yeah. Kind of just like thrown right in when we got to Vancouver. There wasn't a ton of like prep time. Um, But we I mean, we just immediately felt it. I feel like just just being around each other. And
2: yeah, I think it was just truly good in, in the casting is that yeah. it's not that we're really like our characters but I think energetically the way we connect works for the way that Anna and Imogen connect um and so it always felt very easy yeah and I think what's cool you, you see us in our more close friendship in the first couple of episodes but then I think also what ends up being telling as the show goes on is the ways in which we're missing each other almost in which like you were bringing up the scene in episode six. Where the second body drops, right? And I think that's there's a little moment in that scene where I think Anna is expecting Imogen to react in a certain way and basically to be prioritizing protecting the family.
1: Yeah, seeing it as
2: loyalty it, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Anna's priority in that moment is getting trip out of there because he's freaking out and saying things that almost sound incriminating to the family. And Imogen's priority now, so that we're over halfway through the season, is figuring out who Victor Sams is and then solving these murders. Mm -hmm. And so it's this little moment where Anna's expecting Imogen to react in the way that she would prior to us getting on that ship. Like what, like you being a part of the family and prioritizing the family and then she doesn't. And so in some ways you also see the closeness of the friendship by how when they start to miss each other, it really actually affects them.
1: And what they're calling out is accurate. Like like Mm -hmm. when Anna says, like, basically just calling her a freeloader and saying she's used her her whole life, Mm -hmm. like that image in finding her purpose and not caring about the family as much and trying to find Victor Sam's is her like sort of taking like control of her own life and like make and like making her destiny a reality. And the only reason she hasn't done that or part of it is because she, she's needed, she's needed the family. They've, they've raised her and all these things. And so it's interesting when Anna says that, it cuts so deep for both of us the things that we're saying because they're true because they're real if they weren't there'd be no weight yeah and so it's also a check on on ourselves and on our own characters of like you know yeah look at who you
0: are yeah 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 I also want to talk about um Anna's relationship with Layla because you know Layla's now essentially said this just isn't working and I want a divorce. And they've kind of both had a, a real distance between them for a long time, but they've clearly still wanted to try and find their way back to each other. But it's such a, a finite ending to say, you know, I want a divorce, like this is it. Um, and so how did you find the way in which you felt like that would untether Anna very specifically?
2: Yeah, I think it's, as you said, they've had distance for a while. And I think that that's one of the, aspects of anna's life that she does not feel willing to acknowledge or accept um i mean even with her closest friendship with imogen she doesn't really talk about it a whole lot um she doesn't let imogen in on how bad it's actually been and i think that in that moment in episode five when layla actually expresses that she wants a divorce um i don't think she really takes it in Fully, I don't think she's able to let herself. And it's it's that that feeling when you have a tendency to repress and, and try to hold on to control of things, it's like it comes out sideways. You're not actually letting yourself feel it properly or process it, but it's still there. And I think that that's part of That's all of what's roiling underneath when she has this sort of breakdown in episode six. All of these things are going wrong and she's not actually taking them in or processing them in the moment, Um, but they are still affecting her. Uh, So I think doing that scene with Perdis, who plays Layla, um, I think that the way that she acted and I think what part of what's so beautiful is Layla is actually communicating clearly about why it isn't working for her and what she used to feel in the marriage and what she doesn't anymore and and saying being truly honest and saying she wants a divorce and Anna just is not able in that moment in that scene to truly be as communicative and honest back and I think she just takes it in as we'll talk about it later Mm -hmm. Um, which says a lot about the type of person that Anna is and how she processes or doesn't process things it's so funny because she is one of the most
1: honest characters and yet everybody thinks she's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like in that scene, she's just saying the truth, yeah. which like t- point to anyone on this boat that's, talk- that's <laughs> spoken the yeah. truth yet, you
0: know? Yeah.
2: Oh man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's brutal. <laughs> and, and talking about Imogen's relationship with Rufus, um, I was just interested in kind of like the ways that it constantly ties back to who she was as a kid and her inner child, because as much as when she tries to push him away and wants distance, that's going back to the disappointment. There's also moments where you can kind of tell, like if he thinks that she figured something out and is proud of her, that it kind of makes her feel a little bit taller. Um, So how did you want that push and pull to really kind of constantly reconnect to just her inner child and her inner self? I mean, I think like he's he's
1: sort of like, I don't know, he's sort of like her dad, you know, like she, he kind of raised her and gave her that, you know, the I'm proud of you or like the kiss on the forehead that you get as a kid from a parent. And that's why it hurts so bad what he did and how he left and how he didn't explain anything for, to her. Um, But I think you still feel that as an adult, you know, you still want, you still want that feeling of making somebody proud or of, or of doing a good job. And, um, and I think she also, you know, has to, has to kind of suck it up and realize that he does know what he's doing and that he is helping her get to get closer to solving not only her mom's murder, but everything else that's happening on the ship and acknowledge that it feels good to be doing
0: it. So it's a, it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely a balance. Yeah. And I was also interested for both of you just in the the journey and the experience of finding the tone and the specific voice of this show with Heidi and Mike and with the rest of the cast, especially because when you started filming it, that first table read was over Zoom because of COVID being where it was at the time. So you didn't have that opportunity to kind of be in a room and kind of feel the chemistry in real time until you were on set together doing those pieces. Um, and so how did you set about really figuring out how you wanted your characters and your performances to fit in with what you felt like the tone of the show was to be.
2: I mean I feel like it was really it was a group effort it took mm-hmm. us a little bit I mean the honest answer is it, we figured it out during the first two episodes yeah filming because if it is a really um specific tone for the show it doesn't take itself super seriously it's not high drama but it's also not full in farce or camp mode it's somewhere in between and I think I, I remember specifically filming what I think is our first scene in the pilot on the pool deck mm-hmm. and we were going through takes mm-hmm. we were like was that the right we were trying different. it was so, every take was
1: so different which also was yes. its own experience yes. like
2: I think we
1: also I mean we shot a pilot and then we got picked mm-hmm. up and then we reshot some of it and then there was notes from the studio and there's there's all these different people there's all these cooks, you know, and yeah. they have, they have all their spices and yeah. um, it definitely was a journey to find it. But I, but I feel like even by episode two, it feels like it's, it's set in and it, and it, and it works. And I love the fact, like the way you read the script, it's so fast paced mm-hmm. and so fast cut. And then when you see the edit of it and you see the final product, like it feels like how it reads, which that I think yeah. comes across so potently and yeah, but it was a
2: journey for sure. Just kind of figuring out where it sits yeah, yeah. And for a brand new show too it's yeah. just it, it, it i think that's a process for any brand new show but i think because we're sort of honoring a classic genre while also finding um a sort of tricky balance of what type of humor we were doing yeah it it, it you know it was a, a process and, and some work but it, also watching it i was like wow
0: we did yeah. it yeah <laughs> you <know>? yeah yeah <laughs> Well, I really, really love everything that you've both built into your characters. So congratulations on a great series. And thank you so much for talking about it. I appreciate it.
2: Thank you.